Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Happy New Year. Welcome to Porsche Club Insider episode 43. I've got my PCA family with me, Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, and Robert Forsyth on the computers. Well, well, we've made it. 2023. Well, not exactly. Yeah. It's, well, the listeners, it's 2023. For us, it's uh, a two days prior. Oh, man. So what, uh, what a year. It's been... I don't know. It seemed like it's gone fast, but it seems like we've covered a lot of things in 2022. Yeah, I agree. I I, I realized I didn't take a vacation this year. Yes, and, and it wasn't because we have a uh, we have a mean boss, which we do. But. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that uh, really you're having so much fun and busy. Yeah, that uh, it doesn't really occur to you. And uh, so, did you take a vacation day at all, or just no vacation? Yeah, no vacation. I, I yeah. use just you know, what we call comp days, you know, when we yeah. work weekends or something. But uh, yeah, so so much of our travel is during weekends, so it's very hard to kind of catch up. But you know, can't cry us a river because we're doing what we love. Yeah, that's what I mean. And the uh, the events that we've gone to this year have been phenomenal. However, I'm really looking forward to 2023. It's gonna be a big year. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. For, for a lot of reasons, it's something that. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hopefully everyone stays healthy, all our listeners. and uh, Well, let's let's not year. forget to always ask. We always have to do this. Is be sure to, if you, whatever platform you're watching, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. We're going to continually push to get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We love seeing your comments on all the podcast platforms. And speaking of 100K, uh, hopefully we will have... A good announcement next year, maybe in, uh, in, in the next week in eBreak News, that we've hit a new membership record. I, I think we we will be a membership record, that's for sure. But the question is, will it be a nice round number? Yeah, for a second, I thought you were going to say we're going to hit 100k on YouTube next yeah. week, and I'm like, oh my god, how are we going to do that? Dave, Damon's not breathing at the moment. <laughs> No, that's awesome though. Hundred thousand uh, primary members. Primary members, yeah. and this is where people might be confused because we talk about how we have about one hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty-two thousand members. That's if you include, you know, the the primary person and the, the the second person on the account. But if you're talking about households, we have almost a hundred thousand Porsche Club member households, and so that's what we're anxiously awaiting because that's a big number for us. And and there's another car club that I won't name. That uh, uses their kind of math, and they use their uh, uh, what do we call them? The uh, associate members, yes, um, which they actually charge extra for. We don't charge extra if you want to put uh, an associate member on. Yep. Um, only difference is they don't get panorama. They, right. Uh, only one person in the household gets panorama for the membership, but you can become a uh, the associate member, which has all the same uh, rights, if you will, as a regular member. But anyways, that club will always advertise themselves as the single largest. Our largest single mark car club in the world. And we'd look at our numbers and go, wait a minute. But we're higher. There, there was a point in time, maybe in the nineties or something like yeah, that, that where, where, a long time ago. where they were larger. And honestly, we're not trying to flex that we are larger. We, we, we also say we are the single 
uh, largest single mark car club in the world. To put it all into perspective, if you take all of the Porsche club members worldwide, there's about 240,000 Porsche club members. So Porsche club Great Britain, Porsche club Germany, so on and so forth. And we represent about 152,000 of that 240,000. So it's, it really should be uncontested. We're not trying to flex that, but we're just very proud. We're very proud that we are. And that just means that, you know, the, the one thing that we can gauge, hopefully, is that uh, if our membership grows, that must mean we're doing something right. Right. So yeah. so that's the only reason why we keep track of it, because um, we, we belong to all these other car clubs as well. And, um, you know, what they say was the, t- the tide lifts. Was it the tide lifts all boats or whatever? something like that? Something like that. Anyways, I'm not a boating person, but that sounds right. <laughs> sounds close. Sounds close. Um, so let's talk about the holidays. Uh, what kind of stuff did you get for the holidays? Did you get what you want? I wasn't really, I wasn't really expecting anything. Like I said, uh, before. yes, because the last podcast, you guys were not so big on presents. Yeah, or... I was sweating because I, I knew that my girlfriend had bought me one already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got. Uh, um, uh, I did get. Uh, so I lost my little um, uh, uh, what I don't know how to describe it. That thing that you hook on the back of an airplane seat so you can watch your phone. So you're not. Have you to just all... got that. You I asked know, me about that. The you left it on the flight. Plane? I was on. Uh, I'm very. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Uh-huh. And there's certain things when you're getting ready to land, I put yeah. everything back, and yeah. that wasn't part of my regular routine. Yeah. So I made the mistake of sticking it in the magazine thing. Oh. And I, and I got off the plane. And I'm like, oh. And yeah. So, so what he's talking about is this little foldable metal thing that we found on Amazon that holds your your phone like a little stand and upright if you don't have like a pocket. As soon as you see it and people on a plane see they it, love it and they don't have it, they're like, where did you get that? Right, right. And you you can actually like slip it over the top of the the magazine holder and instead of looking down at your knees to watch a movie, you can just look straight ahead. It's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, awesome. It's cheap. Or, it's you, like, or, you, or you can use it as a stand on your tray. Yeah. And it's only uh I think like twenty bucks, if that. Yeah. Well, like hopefully, that. whoever found it is happy with it and uses it. I'm a sure lot. they are. Yeah, pass, pass the karma because I found some stuff also. In my <laughs> opinion, so it, it all like to see evens out. Uh, but uh, I got a gift certificate for my son from Amazon, which I don't have an Amazon account. I know I'm probably the only person in the world who. Oh, have your an your wife has account. an. Yeah, your wife. You only need account. one sure. for a household, yeah. right? So I gave it to my daughter and I said, "Hey, buy me uh, two, uh buy me one more of those uh." There's um, holders, yeah, and uh, she actually got me two. She said, oh, just nice. in case, because she, because I know you're probably going to lose again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. So, anyways, I got that, and then they got some Porsche stuff, some Porsche Hot Wheels, which are very hard to find, including, uh, which I didn't realize, Porsche uh, Hot Wheels has a uh, bath bomb. Okay, so <laughs> let me get this straight. Someone at Hot Wheels walked into the the marketing meeting and said, "Let's make a mango bath bomb." For Hot Wheels and But supposedly it has a Hot Wheels inside of it. <laughs> Smells like gasoline, maybe? Uh, okay. I hope not, because my wife's going to be very disappointed if it does. It's mango. Okay, so you... Th- First off, I'm not sure if I want the visual of you in a hot tub with a bubble bomb. We will thing. include that in the next uh, <laughs> Well, pictures. too late now. Too late now. <laughs> I apologize if you're eating. Um, but once it dissolves, there's a Hot Wheels inside the bath That's bomb? That's what uh, it says. Actually, that's kind of cool. The, now, package, now the packaging curious. has bomb written really big on it, and I yeah. thought... Well, you would not want to go to a foreign country with this in your bag. Now there's going to be a bunch of listeners, a bunch of guys sitting in a bathtub with their Hot Wheels bath bomb waiting for it to dissolve and see what car they got. Yep, so I got uh, that. I got the uh, GT3 in uh, shark blue Hot Wheels. And then the uh, if you haven't seen it, they have a shell oh, transporter with the shell 962 or 956 
962 Sakura Sprinter. I love how they're doing all these vintage Hot Wheels. So that's yeah, that's awesome. packaging and everything. So that added to the uh, so Hot Wheels if, if, if Hot Wheels is listening, I've been trying to work with them to do a PCA series of Hot Wheels, and I'm not even trying to make new ones because I totally understand the molds and all that stuff. But maybe like a Club Blau series or something. So if someone's listening or if someone has a contact with Hot Wheels. We'd love to talk to them because I think that would be really cool. I mean, we've got a lot of members that would probably would buy several just to keep in their collection, right? Oh, yeah. Def- I mean, if Magnus Walker can do it, why can't we? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, Mr. Non-Gift Giver, Damon, yeah. last we checked, you got something very cool for your car from your significant other, but you had no idea what you were giving her. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, you guys saw my shoes. Actually, I'll, I'll take them out. Let me see. Take Let me one see. off for a, a for YouTube, but uh, they're Peloti shoes. And these are new. You got these last week. Yeah, yeah. And it already is. I gotta wear them in. Now, do, you, do you clean the white part? Because I'm very like I never clean. really oh never. See, I'm I never clean. I clean mine like every uh, so few wearing. So those of you that are just listening, these are beautiful Peloti shoes. They are. Like a like a dark green leather. I, mean, I don't know what color Manny sees them as, Brown. but uh, they're dark green leather with a white sole, and it has a meatball on the side of it, which I yeah. would totally put your number in there. Yeah. Um, but his shoes already has patina, and they're not exactly. even a week. Just how I like not, it. Not even a week old. For what it's worth, Magic Eraser does wonders on oh, the yeah. white of sneakers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'll go do. I'll go do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but, okay. Uh, so she got you something very cool yeah, for your car. Yeah. She got you very appropriate Peloti shoes. Oh yeah, I had been looking at those, and I had even mentioned, you know, um, I was looking at Facebook and Peloti. They they have all these ads that pop up, or at least mm-hmm. in the holidays, like you know, ten percent oh, yeah. off or whatever. Oh yeah. And I was looking at them. I decided to click finally, and the shoes don't look like Pelotis did like. 10 years ago, which is a good thing in my opinion. Yeah. So she must have heard me and bought the shoes. Um, and uh, But meanwhile, I had to figure out my gifts. And um, you know, last her? week, we didn't know. I ended up getting her a set of Peloti shoes. <laughs> yeah. Was that just an easy out? Not really. I'd been thinking about it, but I'm like, man, do I want to buy her, you know, like shoot in the clothing apparel? Nah, probably shouldn't, you know. And, and then I'm thinking. I'm surprised you were able to get them in time. Yeah, well, Did you pay you know, for like I next paid day? 20 bucks for two-day shipping. Oh, okay, I bought them it. on Thursday and got there on Friday. So. Wasn't there like an air fryer somewhere in all of this too? There was. Yep. That that was more of an us present in a sense. So you did get the air fryer. So I did air, get fryer the air fryer and Peloti shoes. Yep, exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know, not we had an us present. Is, uh, <clears throat> we have a KitchenAid uh, mixer. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I watch a lot of food videos. Uh, which I don't recommend to do on an airplane when there's no food. Because, uh, <laughs> when they hand you like a like snack a pack. A new form of torture. Anyways, um, and I always watch, because uh, I am not a big uh, eat-at-home hamburger person. I love them in restaurants, but I can never replicate for some reason. It's always too thick, and the flavor is just not there. And uh, so uh, all these videos I watch, they talk about custom making your own, and I might, my apologies to vegetarians out there, your own uh, meat, grind your own meat. And it's involved in using two different types of steak. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so my wife uh, got for both of us. The, oh, the uh, grinder attachment for It attaches for you. in front of the uh, kitchen mixer, oh, and, uh, which, which my, of course, my vegetarian daughter said, that is so gross. <laughs> uh, but then my wife would say, I always say, you know, I might go to that butcher and see if he can uh, get those cuts of meat for us. And then I thought, you know, I said, why don't you ask him he'll grind it for us? <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, she goes, I hadn't thought of that. I go, I, I hadn't either until now, but if they do, then we may not need this attachment. 
I'm not looking into the attachment because he goes, she goes, well, you can, you know, and this is not, so don't edit this, but you can actually make your own sausages. <laughs> Manny's now worried about my editing. You do uh, it for the fun, not not because yes. you need food, right? Uh, you know, I think that's a that's a cool attachment. We have yeah. my son's a big baker, uh, my daughter as well. Loanne's quite is quite the baker too, and we have one of those kitchen thingies. And we don't have that attachment. And I've seen that; that's pretty cool. Okay. Mm, very good. Well, for me, I was looking forward to my Elfster. Uh, so, you know, Secret Santa thing, and I got most of what I wanted. I got my pink uh, tie downs for my uh, Dayglow pink BMX bike that I tie down on my JDM truck. So that's pretty cool because that's one of those things where it's like, do you really want to buy it? But if someone's gonna buy it for you, that's pretty cool. So I got that, and then I staying on with the '80s theme, uh, and as much as I loved my PCA uh, Pumas. Uh, they also have like an 80s motif puma and it's for those of you that are watching youtube it's you know all the day glow colors very 80s very ready for radwood for listening this, that is uh, bright this shoe looks like it it looks like it's uh, could be perfect if you own the harlequin vw yeah it's uh or if you, you own the partridge family bus from the show <laughs> if you remember that from the 70s so to me it looks like if maybe uh, they needed to use up some extra fabric that's what i love have... about it i like i <laughs> I, I think on the on the on the cruise last week, we were someone was like, well, "How many pairs of shoes did you bring?" And I really only brought like three pairs, but they're very interesting shoes. Yep. And we were talking, and some guy was like, "Dude, I have like two pairs. I have like a dress pair and a casual pair, and they're both black." I'm like, "Ooh." So you brought like, the silverly or silver? Yeah, my glitter. My my silver. Stan you brought Smith. the PCA shoes. I brought my PCA shoes. So well, you bought one more pair, and I brought one more pair, which was like um, this uh, Sperry rubber boat shoe well so how often did you wear the silver shoes oh uh, quite a bit in the evenings so that was like my formal and fun shoe from the liberace line yeah i, I love and it only kind of comes out during december you know it, it makes it makes a debut for new year's eve new year's day <laughs> and then the season and then it goes away i know it's it's terrible <laughs> but the one thing i didn't get which i i think i talked about it in the last podcast was that that golden casio watch that I've wanted oh, since. nobody wanted to buy you that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Look what, look, look what our producer Robert thought of. What? No. Mm-hmm. No. You mentioned it on the show last week. Too. You always wanted one. What? We came together and... Oh. What? Yes, Here it is. We had to beat up some kid to get it, but we got it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's, Who's this from? So I remember the ones it's that are from plastic. The staff. It's from the insider crew. The well, actually, actually, Robert was behind it. He was the. <laughs> Wait, how did you know I didn't get it though? Or you were banking on the fact I was that banking no... on it. And plus, Amazon's <laughs> got a good refund policy. So. Oh man, thanks, is this guys. new or is this uh? And brand new. Brand, they still make them. Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize they made them with nice metal. All right, so those of you that can't see because you're listening, they got me my Elfster gift, the Casio. I forget the model. I know Ian knew the model, but it's the calculator watch in gold. This is just making the stereotype even worse. I know. I love it. (laughs) I'm I'm fully, I'm fully decked out for the eighties and ready for Radwood. Thanks guys. You don't need your, uh, your Apple uh, watch anymore. Well, so we don't even really need watches, right? I mean, my wife, I wear a watch. I lose it. So yeah, I don't wear them. And it's it's more of a fashion thing, right? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Holy moly. 
And, and like grown-up style, as I was saying, it's not like plastic anymore. It looks no, because they, they they come in silver and they come in plastic. But like the baller edition was to get the gold one. So now technically, oh, I'm so a... they did have those back then. Oh yeah, 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 in yeah. high school. In high school, yeah. I used to sell. I used to sell them. The uh, rich kids had oh, the gold ones. I oh yeah, see. yeah. That game, and they would uh, make you could not wear that to school. No, I was going to say I believe there was some uh, parades at PCA rallies. Or something oh, where I remember really? they were like making these things outlawed to, to with, TSD. Yeah, yeah. but uh, in schools when that they, they came out, that was something they wouldn't uh, let you work at calculator watches. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. Man, thanks guys. Ooh, I'm excited. All right, um, let's see. Let's talk about. Did you guys do any car stuff? The past couple of days. We uh, we had our cars and coffee crew about uh, I don't know, seven or nine of us in the like five degree weather. Well, we got together at the coffee shop, which is right next door to the parking lot where we uh, usually meet when it's warm, and we all huddled in there for actually about like two two and a half hours, just uh, doing the same thing we do in the parking lot, just talking about cars and other uh, stuff that's uh, not relevant to anything in particular. Uh, but it was uh, it was pretty cool to see the guys and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, this coming Saturday, uh, tomorrow, it'll be, uh, be nice, a nice day. At least, uh, yeah. nicer weather. But yeah, it was pretty freaking cold in Baltimore. 30, in 35 degrees feels balmy but to it was, us now. Yeah, right? Right? It was a wind chill of negative 14. Yeah, it was crazy. For, uh, for us, that's, uh, that's pretty cold. It's cold. So was the cars and coffee there like a bunch of people? Um, if anything is Will, the, the organizer, uh, uh, he, uh, he sat down with us and he, I guess he got carried away just talking and he looked at his watch. He's like, Oh my God, it's 1030. I better go check. <laughs> and I'm like, there's nobody, there's out, nobody there. out there. There's nobody out there when I got there at 830, yeah. much less at, uh, 1030. Um, so with this cold, what I, I, I love my Cayenne, but what I really appreciate and I didn't re- really appreciate, appreciate this option when I first heard about it. One, uh, is the, the heated steering wheel. The heated steering wheel is amazing, and you can't even control it. It just knows when to turn on, and then when you turn on the seat heaters, it literally will flambe your butt. I mean, it. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I know David. Flambe? <laughs> that doesn't sound. That sounds naughty. It does. <laughs> David, I, I should know this word, but I don't. <laughs> Where did we find this kid? Flambe me is French. It means to like. Pour liquor or something on it, and you light it up, and it gives it this special. Yeah, uh, cover it with liquor and set a lit briefly, and it gives it like this wonderful aroma around your dessert. You've never had like I'm thinking, a. I'm, I'm thinking F L O M B A Y or something. You've never had like a bananas flambe. Or... No, no, I, I I get what it is now, but why don't you just call it? You know, light the liquor on fire. You know, it's because flambe. Now they use caramelizing. I'm yeah. Not, uh, so why do oh, we yeah. don't say old and rusty, and we say patina? Patina. <laughs> yeah, not patina. Patina. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, these big words, guys. I. The, the, every much. day they do something where they make me feel old because I, I make some sort of reference and they, they totally don't get it. And I say flambe, which everybody should know. And you don't know yeah, what flambe well, is. We did a bunch of that in college. I just We just never called it flambe. <laughs> we just called we lit it. Yeah, we, we lit, lit it, it up. Got lit. <laughs> so car stuff for me, my brother, I love him. But uh, as as Manny knows, he got the car, uh, the, the gaming jeans and I got the car jeans. But he, he kind of came around and got some fun cars. And he got uh, more recently a manual Subaru Forester or Outback, Outback. And so anyway, so here's, here's the riddle for you guys. He says, it's not running that great. 
Um, it's low on oil and there's a lot of dash lights on there. The traction control light is on, the check engine light is on, and the cruise control is blinking. I'm like, okay. He probably described 90% of the cars on the interstate right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, can I, can you, can you just take the car after pickleball and I'll, I'll see you in about a week. I'll come back in about a week. I'm like, Vinny. He's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, so fine. So I take the car What's home. He drive while this is going on. So he went out to the beach with my sister. That's why he uh. didn't need a car. So I drive it home and sure enough, I put the clutch in coming to the light and I can see it almost wanting to stall. And then I drive home. It, it actually does drive normal. Didn't seem kind of, didn't seem too much out of the ordinary but then once i got to the exit at the house i put the clutch in the engine died i'm like oh that's not good and so i drive it park it and uh that particular day it was like a balmy 35 degrees i'm like well let me look at it right now while it's nice and warm so i pop open the hood and this is what i saw so what the uh, viewers are looking at is the uh, intake hose right before the mass airflow sensor is completely disconnected (laughs) He hadn't opened his hood, huh? Of course he didn't open his hood. (laughs) It's very obvious. Um, So how did it get that way? I think because the previous owner um, put uh, LED headlights on. You have to remove all that stuff out. And I think when they reassembled it, I don't think they tightened the the clamp down or maybe – maybe the engine mount is rocking the engine. So maybe it pulled off. Regardless, I'm thinking, I'm a mechanical genius. I'm going to put it back together and should be good. So I button everything up, tighten the clamp down, fire it up. Idles rock steady. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not uh, stalling or anything. So I'm like, great. However, all the lights are on the dash are still on. I'm like, okay. Well, he did mention about checking the oil. So let's start there. So I had. Uh, I think it, it uses zero twenty, like almost like water. So I had. Uh, I pulled the dipstick. Milk milkshake. Nope. It just, there was not even an indication of oil on the dipstick, not even at the very bottom of the dipstick. And I'm like, okay. That kind of sucks. So I grabbed a bottle. I I think I had like maybe a quart at the house. So I poured a quart in, pulled the dipstick, still has not registered. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Go to the store, get four bottles of 020. I continued to add about three and a half quarts. And I think the engine only takes like what four and a half, four and a half, maybe five quarts. So he was dangerously low. And I'm like, what are the odds the engine knows that it's that low on oil and it threw all those lights? So anyway, so I'm like, well, let's pull the negative on the the battery, wait a few minutes, let it reset, put it back together. I go to start it, and thankfully I remember this from the Corolla, like I. I started it and it would go, din, 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 but it wouldn't catch. I'm like, din, 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 din. oh my gosh. I'm like, what is this? So, so some cars, I think when you disconnect everything, you have to like start it three, four times for like the computer to kind of catch up. Yeah, and then on the, on the fourth turn, fired right up. All the lights were cleared oh, nice. out and the car ran perfectly normal. But here's the riddle. The riddle is I asked him, Vinny, how long has it been like kind of stalling like that? He's like, oh, I don't know, maybe 6,000 miles or so. Whoa. <laughs> so the question to you listeners is, does that, because it thought it was lean and then it caused a rich condition, because I do remember the night before he gave me the car when we were, like, leaving my sister's house. Like, it, you could smell. Like, it was really rich. Mm-hmm. Does that condition 
cause the engine to use more oil? Because how does the oil get that low? And I looked underneath and I asked him, there's no oil leaks on his driveway. There, there weren't any, the belly pan of the car was not, you know, uh, soaked in oils or do, or do Subaru engines just consume a lot of oil? I don't know. But needless to say, I told him now it's all back to regular oil level. All the lights are out. It's driving normal, you know, check it. You know, next week, check in if it's good, check it in a month and just keep checking. Hopefully it's, it's all good, but I don't know. How can it, it consume so that much oil? I've looked up here and, and if it's right, 2012 Subaru Forester with the four cylinder. Yeah. Right. Uh, five and a half quarts oil capacity. So he was driving around on, sounds like two quarts of oil. Uh, yeah. Oh man! I, I, think I mean that that might be why electric right? cars are uh, are beckoning him. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Yeah. That's funny because I remember when I was a kid and you had your electric RC cars and the gas cars, and I always always thought that um, you know the really organized people or whatever the ones who uh, did the uh... no no I know where you're getting at because you're you're walking into my world of RC yeah. cars. You got to be clean. Yeah. And organize if you have a gasoline-powered RC car. Those were called nitro cars. The nitros, nitro yeah. Cars. Oh, sure, because you can get yourself on fire or uh, you yeah. can do something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But if you wanted to be careless and treat your car like whatever, then that's when <laughs> you get an electric, electric car. electric car, yeah, right? exactly. So, Less uh, unfortunately, I don't think many people really, um, I'm not going to say care about maintenance, but aren't uh, in tune with maintenance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the lights come on. And they think uh, the oil light means it's time to change oil, not that you are very dangerously low on oil. And we all yeah. know that in older cars, when the oil light comes on, you're already way uh, past the uh, yeah. danger zone. Uh, it's giving you a warning and that I you're probably going to lose your I can't believe he gave me the car to drive back. And he's like, it's kind of look kind of low on oil. Good thing I wasn't, like, pushing it hard and I just kind of limped home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, I love my brother. It's all fixed. Let's see. Uh, oh, we're still talking about cars. I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, Steve Wood, our, our, our Chesapeake Region Vice President, we have a chat, an uh, unofficial chat uh, with our members, uh, Chesapeake Region members, and Afri- and it, it varies the topics like uh, like uh, we all have ADD. We just jump around on topics, but uh, he, he posted a picture of the, you, know, you may have seen it if you use Mobile One, a 12-quart box. And I thought the 12-quart box meant you got 12 one-quart. In the box. In the box. That and, looks like uh, a wine. So basically, like think of a wine box. Yeah, that looks with, like a, a wine know, in the, a box uh, with the dispenser, just like a wine uh, dispenser would be. Uh, maybe not like because sometimes the wine bags or whatnot are at the top and you just pour it. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a little spigot that you attach to it, and nice. uh, and he used it to change oil in his Cayenne. He posted a video of it, so I got a screen grab. Uh, if you're watching YouTube. I thought that was the coolest I've, I've thing. I've never seen that before. Because uh, you, you can you can control the flow. You can uh, heat drain, I think, three and a half quarts out of it, and then just set uh, uh, position it over top his um, his his valve cover and uh, just pour the oil in a slow low slow pour. I like. I don't know if that's better for the environment, but I can it has tell to you, be because it's a lot less plastic. It's I guess only so. a bag inside of it. But yeah. what I like about it is the mo- part of the most annoying thing about changing the oil is having to open individual yeah. ports. And yeah. when you're working or you're on trying a nine- to work with the big five quart one, yeah, yeah, you know, it's that too you big. Don't, yeah, pour it too fast oh. or whatnot. So yeah. if you see, uh, and uh, until Steve posted this, I never um, realized that's what it was. I've never seen that and, packaging before. And I saw a review that was like a one star review saying. I thought I was going to get 12 individual. Instead, I got a big bag of oil. And, What's but, wrong with that? But uh, it's a bag of oil inside the box. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you've seen this advertised at Walmart 
or if you see 12 quart anywhere, um, it's actually pretty cool. I, I'd give it a try if you use mobile one. I don't know if anyone else is doing this. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. And Walmart, buying mobile one at Walmart is pretty cheap. I think that works out to be what, like five, six dollars. I think the price that's four, six dollars a quart. So, wow. uh, at least for the, uh, when I use 5W30 for Ooh. the BMW. All right. So since we're at New Year's, any New Year's resolutions other than me losing weight? <laughs> well, uh, I didn't make any resolutions, but I think the best one is um, probably to stop vaping Jewel Pods. I recently oh, stopped smoking cigarettes. I would love it if you would stop. Vaping. Yeah. Well, you yeah. did stop smoking. Stop so, smoking. Several and when you switched ago. to vape, you you definitely smell better. Well, thank you. That, that was part. That was partly why I did. But that. here's the thing: is I thought you would smell like candy or watermelon or something, but you just don't smell. I mean, that's no, good yeah. too. Well, but that is good. Yeah, that yeah. is good. That is good. But yeah. no, does yours not have those flavors? So, Jewel can't sell anything but menthol or regular tobacco flavor because all the other flavors, I guess, um, kids and teenagers. So for, does, for buying that, and so the feds came down and said you can't have flavored. Nicotine or so no products. company can make those with flavors or just jewel? um i know there are that do but you can't just go to a gas station and pick up those you have oh. to it's kind of funny because you can have cherry flavored whiskey yeah yeah and you can have yeah. like fruit flavored yeah. cigars well, there's a double standard there but yeah. it, it's kind of funny because in california in burbank um they had california had banned the menthol jewel pods and burbank had pulled them all off the shelves and uh, so I, I drove around to like four or five gas stations one morning, just trying to just trying to find, <laughs> trying to your find my nicotine. <laughs> so your menthol does it taste like menthol or does it yeah, smell? Yeah, like- yeah, it tastes like mint. You know, not strong, but so are you saving money by doing this? I don't think so. Oh, jeez, that's why I need to stop. So I'm off the cigarettes, but is it less nicotine at least? I don't know. It's probably about the same, roughly. So you really haven't, re- other than smelling better, you haven't really gotten. I haven't off gotten cigarettes. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. A little healthier, smell a little better, but yes. so, so that'll I, probably be my New Year's resolution for the long run for PCA. You yeah. probably should start weaning yourself off because you stopped yep. for a while, and then something caused you to go back. Yeah, no, I've smoked cigarettes for pretty much. I mean, I, I stopped uh, in twenty. 10 or 11 for a year and it was like it was a new year's resolution actually yeah and then when the next year came around you know midnight and i'm like oh, i'm gonna have a cigarette and it was oh. over. so yeah, don't smoke wagon. kids that's um not fun to get into manny's been losing some weight what'd you do became diabetic <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay that's not funny i'm sorry I why are we laughing laugh. we shouldn't be laughing well, it's funny i mean that's, that's, <laughs> that's uh, kind of ironic yeah no the uh the uh the medicine, uh, um, the uh, doctor prescribed me. I'm not on insulin. Uh, and he wants to keep me away from insulin as long as possible. So um, he tried. We tried his different medicines, and it's one that's fairly new. Um, is also an appetite suppressant. Oh, and, uh, he had told me some, that. Ahead can I get of time. some of that? I'm telling you, it's amazing how this works. Because I was already cutting back, obviously uh, having to watch blood sugar and. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't eat sweets. That means you try to uh, stay away from anything that has a lot of carbohydrates. Anyways, um, yeah, this medicine, uh, it really does suppress your appetite. You're just not... Uh, so does food not taste good to you? No, it still tastes good. You just don't... Uh, like uh, You get full. I, I would look at it and say, well, I'm having uh, two cheeseburgers, the fries, you know... A You're looking at something and you say you want two cheeseburgers? 
Oh, like you never ate the two, number two at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, number two. Wait, no, number two is two cheeseburgers. That's what I mean. You eat both cheeseburgers? Have you seen the size so of the cheeseburger? We all know that they're dollar cheeseburgers yes. or chicken. You have to have two, maybe three. Oh, here, oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Little, 40 little, Stoop Lumblings. Yeah, we're not talking about two Big Macs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The little, ba- the little baby yes. cheeseburgers. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's reasonable. So anyways, you, it, it's uh, like uh, like when we had dinner uh, the other night with Mike Maurer. Mm. Um I only ate half the dinner. Yeah. It wasn't because I intentionally said, you know, I'm only eating half and that's it. Yeah. It's just because you're filled and you don't mm. want to do it. You don't want to you know, eat anymore. So it's, uh, it, I don't know how the drug works. I'm yeah. sure something else in my body is probably paying for it. Uh, but, you know, uh, my E1C has dropped. And so that's anyway, nice. that was, it's, that's kind of like cheating. It's not really, uh, you know, um, yeah. anything on my effort other than, uh, Taking medicine to uh, hey, if it works, it works. To, uh, so yes, I, I have lost like twenty uh, some pounds, uh, but I think my uh, uh, New Year's resolution was the same as it was last year, which I can't believe I never got around to doing. Was uh, painting the, my cup ones on my nine six four. I, I still want to. Um, you just need to drop them off at Sam's and tell them what color. I do. I got to need to pick them up from my yep. storage place. Just do it. Are you and, planning on painting them yourself? No, 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 no Sam, no, do no. it. I want to get it done right. I want to, uh, you know, everything. Blast it off because I think it probably still has adhesive from when I used to race. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to do them Club Blau? I like to do them Club Blau. Yeah. Or at least awesome. something close to cool. it. That Just get cool. them powder coated. Something different. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's an extra set of wheels. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, see how they look. That's that's what I'm looking to do next year. So, last year you had some, what, culinary disappointments with the, the ham that was served to you. Any <laughs> culinary disappointments this year? Uh, no ham this year. We had uh, we had lasagna and spaghetti. Oh, the Christmas spaghetti. <laughs> and the sauce or the gravy or however you want to call it. Uh, definitely not up to the way my wife does it. And I'm very spoiled. Oh, you went to someone a, else's house for it? Very good um, cook. Yeah. And she even told me that. She said, you're just used to mine. She goes, very good sauce. You're just used to mine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, when I can't taste it. It doesn't have any flavor to me. And he can't hide the fact that he's disappointed. That's what's no, the best. Like he, <laughs> when he's disappointed at something, it's so obvious. I was say you're like the only person at the dinner table. Yeah. Just, I'm looking around like, like, am I the only one that thinks it tastes like crap? <laughs> he, he can't even just enjoy it because it was a free meal. I don't look that way. It's a free meal. <laughs> I don't think that's a free meal. <laughs> anyway, there are no free there meals. Are but no it was a great meal. Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I... Uh, I uh, um, I mean, I felt because I'm taking this medicine, I didn't have the need to have to stop by Wawa to pick up a, a supplementary sub. There you go to finish my meal. So that's better than last year. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it's you can make up a lot with bread. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bread. So I'm hoping to get out to at least autocross more. I got a second set of wheels. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Am I going to continue with Trofeo R's? Or do I go down the slippery slope of something even stickier? But we'll see. And and do I paint those wheels or just leave them and focus on the tires I'm going to put on? Just need some Yokohamas or Falcon RT660s and you'd be right up there. You think so? I don't know. Why your so. VORs are sticky? It's just that it needs heat. Yeah, and then it's like exactly. they are, they are yeah. not sticky anymore. How old are they now? Well, they're, they're, they're probably only, sticky. No, yeah. mine are only a, a year old. They're new. I bought them last year. Yeah. And you did that bad? I didn't do bad last year. <laughs> he didn't do bad last year. He, I had one. I had one autocross not, with him. He a, didn't do great when it was cold because it, you can't get those those right. track tires. Those were right, autocross right. Tires. So I did okay in one cold autocross. I did amazing in a warm autocross. But then my third autocross, it was raining, so I took the Boxster, which I did amazing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to make sure I stay ahead. <laughs> so you did three autocrosses this year. That's it. 
and I did like eighteen. So, oh my god! Yeah, yeah I did a lot of autographs. And, there, and there's, I mean, a lot of it too is being behind the wheel. Like you could have the same exact setup if you didn't drive as much. You're just gonna lose the touch. I mean, you, you got to get more seat time. And that's why I need. That's what I would like to do, but. Yeah, you know, we've got a pretty full schedule this year. We'll see. We'll do yeah, what we yeah, can. When I was club racing, I, I I was doing like about forty track days a year. Oh god, between oh, drivers' ed and club racing, yeah. you know. So yeah, you you stay in tune. Your body's yeah. in tune. Everything's uh, ready to go. And you and I, and I've made it worse because I've picked up a new quote unquote sport. I play a lot of pickleball. Like I played oh, yeah. three evenings of pickleball last week. Oh wow! And you're going to be hit when you move into the retirement home. <laughs> don't hate. Don't pickleball's hate. Pickleball's a new ten- uh, golf, right? Yes, it's it's a lot of fun. Who's better at pickleball? Oh, I'm but definitely better. Because <laughs> she, cause it's the problem is like you play tennis, you have like a certain yeah, swing, you have physics. a certain physics, and mm-hmm. so she plays pickleball like she plays so tennis. Pickleball, like sim racing, and tennis is club racing. Um. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably <laughs> they have their own followers, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But one thinks it gets, the other thing's it gets, better. I mean, depending on who you play, like it's it's surprising where pickleball. Yes, you don't move as much, and tennis. Obviously, you have you're moving around for two hours, and it's definitely a harder sport. I, I definitely give tennis that. But if you've never played pickleball and you play someone like me. Mm, yeah, you're gonna be in for a surprise because it's not as easy <laughs> as you think it is. <laughs> you sound like me and go karting. <laughs> yeah, like you take a wiffle ball to the head from me, mm, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people are like, oh no, stop hitting it. So, so we actually play with wif- wiffle balls, and we crack wiffle balls. That's how hard we hit it. Yeah. And the pros actually just kind of they call it dink over the net and it's more finesse and i need to work on my finesse game but i love just hitting the ball yeah. hard like if yeah. i crack it i'm like that's a win job well done yeah anyways all right we got um any updates on run sport and parade laps so the parade laps aren't going to go on sale to i think uh i think august maybe like it's like a month month and a half prior so uh, but we're going to put um, information on uh, motorsportreg.com, which we used last time, uh, I believe, for parade uh, laps. Essentially, uh, they're going to be sold each day uh, or done each day because they're going to be sold before uh, you get there. 120 cars per day. Um, uh, we're going to do like last time where you got to pick one of the four days to try to get as many people as possible the opportunity mm-hmm. to do parade laps. And if by a certain date we don't sell them all, then we'll open it up for people who want to do more than one parade lap. Um we're working on a giveaway, something commemorative to say you were part of uh, the Rensport Union uh, on track activities. Um, I would highly recommend doing a parade lap just because, uh, you know, you're out there and bring a friend who maybe has never been to Laguna Seca. But if, even if you've been to Laguna Seca, it's pretty wild driving it with uh, spectators. Yeah, It's very unusual if you've never done it with us, and every turn you look, there's people looking at you, and it's pretty uh And going down cool. the corkscrew for the first time, even at slow speeds, it's pretty amazing. We're planning how- this time to get a uh, photographer for every um, pre-lap session and oh, be able to photograph our members coming down and then make put a, make it available online. Because that's one of the questions I got at the last run sport. It never occurred to us, and I guess no one else, to uh, take pictures. Well, we thought the track up. would do it, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. So, have you guys walked on the corkscrew before? Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, Even crazier than in a car, I think. Not, not only did I, um, so uh, the the lady that shoot, I'm drawing a blank, Ginger. So Ginger took me out. Actually, I drove her Boxster, and we parked. And this was like one evening; it was closed, and it wasn't at Rensport. It was at 
some event. Same. Anyways, parked the car at the top of the court crew. She's like, get out. I'm like, what? She's like, get out. You've got to walk this. It's steep. It's really steep. It's really steep. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing how folks fly over that. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, if you're still on the fence about Rensport, uh, don't stay on the fence too long. Can I gripe about something? Sure. So how is it? We get all sorts of complaints. Well, I get a lot of complaints. And one of the complaints I got this past week was, you know, uh, Laguna's doing a terrible job. I can't believe they didn't get the information out about corrals and I want to go and they're sold out. Um, that's not right because we've been telling everyone about the corral tickets for a while now and you may not have heard it, but 1700 plus other people heard it and they got their corral tickets. I'm sorry you didn't get it, but don't blame Laguna for it. No, it's, uh, well, it's number one. Hopefully you're a PCA member. Yeah. Uh, because if you were, you, uh, I know a lot of people around the country, uh, they got noticed ahead of time from yeah. us that it was a member benefit and you were going to get access to it. And if, and if you're not a PCA member and you listen to the podcast, you can still subscribe to our eBreak news mm-hmm. and, uh, you get weekly updates of stuff like the rent sport. Mm-hmm. And that's how we communicated as well to our members. So yeah, there was a lot of people that, uh, Missed out. That knew about this, um, this uh, special sale for PCA members. Mm-hmm. And so much so that we, uh, we took all the hospitality, uh, that they put on sale. It was all done to PCA members. So, so for those that did miss out, trust me, don't worry about it. It would have been cool if you had brought your Porsche to park in the crowd. Absolutely. But you're not at a full loss. Even if you go and you still want to bring your Porsche, there's plenty of general parking. And let's say now you don't want to bring your car because it's not parked in the corral. That's okay, too. I can't. I don't think I've ever been to a rent sport with my own Porsche. I just park the rental car, and it's still an amazing event. So don't sweat it. Don't be mad at Laguna. Just go because it's going to be an amazing And look event. at the secondary market, too. Um, the PCA.org Mart. Oh, some, buy, some yeah, people. You'll see them come for sale, some other sites. That's true. You'll see them. Uh, I believe the track will mail out um, hang tags uh, to the um, people who bought them uh. at a certain point. So, um, yeah, it's very common to buy um, uh, corral passes. Just remember that if you have a uh, Cayman, you can't go into the uh, Cayman one uh, corral with the 911 hang tag. It has to be the appropriate It's got to be the right hang tag for yep. the uh, for a corral. Uh, if you're buying from someone who has an early 911, you don't have to have an early 911. You just have to have a 911 because they're all put in the same uh, mm. big uh, corral. But, uh, yeah, our, me- our members are working the, gr- the corrals, and they can tell the difference between a Cayman and a 911. So <laughs> yes, not they can. <laughs> yes, they can. All right. So I thought we were going to have, I think uh, Bogdan was supposed to join us today um, to give sort of an update on social media and just you know i want to give a shout out to him and his efforts he's uh he joined us what two months ago damon yeah something like that two months ago and he's been you know pedal to the metal uh especially on instagram helping damon uh in all places that he can and he's really stepped up our look so if you haven't checked out pca nationals instagram we're doing fun stuff we're doing reels we're doing him racing uh <laughs> Uh, racing gym with the 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 pca uh club classic uh shoes and uh, the more recent one like here's the thing like 
there are people that are more trendy or understand the trends on certain platforms, right? And I definitely am not one of them. And so it, it's great to have a new perspective in the office. And he and he came to us and he literally said this: "Do you guys know the 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 sitcom Friends?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Because he discovered Friends, yeah. and then he's like, "Did you know about this one episode where you know Joey Tribbiani and the Porsche?" I'm like, "Of course we know that." So, anyways, he went and he took little clips of it. And you do, you, you do have, you have to do it a certain way and make it, uh, focus to your organization to avoid any kind of copyright issues. But then, but at the end of the day, we're not monetizing on this. So we're, we're free and clear to do this. And so he put this cool little clip up and we've never done anything like that before. We're like, Hey, throw it up there. And, you know, all I ask is once you throw it up, monitor the, comments to make sure that we don't get any backlash and and the reason why i was thinking because it's um joey tribbiani if you guys remember this friends episode he uh at the end the car is gone but he still wants to look like a quote-unquote porsche owner so he's got you know the the porsche jacket where it says porsche 500 times on it and he's got the hat he's got the 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 gloves and and so anyways ross makes fun of him and then at the end he says porsche correctly and so the whole thing about this reel is that you know he, he knows how to say porsche correctly so it was very very cute lo and behold i think we're at like three hundred and fifty thousand viewers and yeah i believe it's our Best viewed Instagram video at yeah. this point. We're in the stroller. Real. Almost uh, to the stroller. The stroller's like stroller. Four, yeah. yeah. Stroller's like four hundred. <laughs> that that's a weird one. So yeah. what what Manny's referring to is we uh Damon recorded uh a stroller a father and a stroller racing at the in, uh yeah, Michelin so Indy Cross. If it was uh so this was a works actually, and this was the little dog in the stroller. No, 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 no. This is that parade. Little girl, it's, it's it's a little girl. It reminded me of my daughter. Oh, when the Eddie yeah. Cross. The Eddie Cross. Oh, you're thinking about the guy with the. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so random. We have yeah. no idea. And I why didn't the... take that video. That was um Maggie. One of our, it was probably Maggie. Oh, uh, so Maggie and, and then you loaded me. it. I, guess. I loaded it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like so four hundred. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been trying to figure out what other videos to do. You know that we can do a reels. That could be that viral. And he's he's got some hundred thousand ones, some two hundred thousand ones. This one's like three fifty, pushing four hundred soon. But the important thing about it is not only is it high in count, but it I think almost 75, 80% of the views of that video are not PCA members. And why is that important? Trying to reach non PCA trying, members. Trying to reach trying to reach, you know, non PCA members, just the general masses, and hopefully make PCA a household name. If you're interested in Porsches in any way, you definitely need to know about PCA. So it's pretty cool, and he's going to keep doing more, and it's going to get pretty exciting. Again, if you haven't checked us out, uh, PCA National on Instagram, of course, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, things we're doing on Facebook. We try to drop certain unique things on each of those channels so that you can see why there's a benefit for you. To just to subscribe to them and get kind of advanced notice. Well, get yeah. the like you said, get the name of the club out because there's a lot of Porsche owners who don't realize that there's a Porsche club that will really enhance their ownership experience because people, of course, who join a club and start getting involved just love it. They're, yeah. uh, I mean, like for New Year's, I'm going what I like doing best, and that's going to hang out with a bunch of Porsche friends. It's couples and everything that we met. Just for the Porsche Club, we yeah. never would have met any other way. Any, any other of our any of our digital content, you know, it's it's free content. We're just giving it to to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the main goal, or probably one of the main goals. Maybe the main goal 
is just awareness in general mm-hmm. off of all yeah. of our digital channels, social media, PCA.org. Yeah, and, and you know, once they value what we do, and obviously if they own a Porsche, they're going to naturally want to join, right? Yeah. Because that's that's the thing is like people, a lot of people buy Porsches but don't feel as though they're quote-unquote club members because they come from a different car ownership experience and they're like, I don't hang, like, like I've used, I've used this a million times. My mom has a beautiful E-class, but she doesn't wake up thinking that, She's ever going to go find other E-class owners and go hang out with them, right? So let's say my mom, she's been talking about getting a Macan. Once she gets a Macan, she won't naturally think that, oh, I'm going to go hang out with other Macan owners or other Porsche owners. But if she sees that, oh, there's, you know, um, not only tech sessions, but, you know, dine and drives or whatever, that she will feel that she can be a part of a club because it's very foreign to a lot of you know, Porsche owners. So well, that's all we were trying to do was trying to make sure we build and, and grow our um, our organization and, 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 and have more people have fun with their cars. Um, and also inside inside scoops. Right. And, and the uh, Tech Tactics Live that we just recorded with Mr. Mike Maurer, uh, Confessions of a Porsche Salesman. Again, we do this for free, but I think the content hopefully will get people interested in PCA because this is the type of stuff you're going to learn. If yeah. you don't buy a membership right off the bat, maybe maybe you don't own a portion. Maybe five years from now, you think, yeah. hey, I, I really like the content. Or PCA you know a friend, out. or you know a friend that might be getting into a portion. Be like, yeah. hey, congratulations on your new whatever, whatever. Be sure to join yeah. PCA. That's well, all. That's all we ask. Yep. Yep. That's the uh, one of the reasons why we do the podcast. Yeah. And so also this uh, this this tech tactics live with uh, Michael Maurer all stemmed from being active in our club because I went to a new members party at Porsche of Annapolis. It was a so-so day and um, I went there for the bagels. I went there for bagels and to talk to everybody and have some fun. And that's where I bounced into Mike. And I've known Mike for a while, but he's like, hey, I just retired. And if you ever want to talk about anything, you know, just let me know. And I just kind of like parked that in the back of my head. And then the other day, Manny's like, man, what are we going to do for the next Tech Tactics? Yeah, and then we uh we brought that up, and it was immediately in my head I thought his eye perfect because we you know we know a lot of dealers, yeah, uh, but it's tough because obviously they're selling stuff, they're right. active, and and there's only so many things they are allowed to say, yeah. And uh I said, well, here's a guy who just retired, so he has no dog in the hunt. Yep, and uh you know and he and he'll I'm sure tell us what's really happening behind the scenes, and which he did. He did. You know, he didn't slam anyone. He didn't yeah. uh, tell anything. uh out of school, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, uh, in the first five minutes, uh, we had just gone to dinner with him. We spent over an hour with him at dinner telling stories and listening to him. Um, he surprised me. He kind of threw me off balance because we knew that he worked at Brumos. I'd never known there was a Brumos Atlanta. Yes. And, uh, so I'm picking yeah. Jacksonville because I saw on his, uh, he, he gave us their bio and he said he worked with Brian Redman and Hurley Haywood. And he put in parentheses, Whenever he stopped by, and I know Hurley has an office at the Jacksonville uh, dealership, and I, when I was there, he's always there. I thought that's strange. Whatever he meant when he stops by. So when he starts off uh, in the show, he says, "Well, I worked in Atlanta, Brumos." And we both looked we at both, each other we like, like, "What? No there was clue. a Brumos in Atlanta?" So in my head, I'm thinking, "Well, now I got to find a Brumos Atlanta license plate frame." Brumos or something. Atlanta yeah. merch. I've never ever heard. If of any Brumos of you out Atlanta. there have Brumos Atlanta merch, please. 
load up a picture for us to see because I've never seen any. I can't believe we don't know about that. We are around this stuff. So he works with Brian Redman because Brian Redman was running the Brumos Atlanta, or at least the person that Mike reported to uh, at the um, dealership. So, uh, yeah, he was. Um, he had some great stories. Um, you know, we asked him to give us some tips and hints when buying a car and uh, you know what to look for when you're getting pre-owned, uh, what's negotiable. What you know? What things uh, can you expect negotiation? Even to how much? And he was very, um, very generous with his uh, information. Uh, and he's even uh, we had a, oh my god, we had a ton of questions. Damon was at home monitoring the uh, chat, and I it, it looked like a uh, the Wall Street uh, ticker where <laughs> questions were coming through so fast. Uh, so I asked, he said, "Is he goes? Would you like me to answer some of these questions?" I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "Actually, we could pick your favorite ones. We'll write a tech tips article." Which I'll post a link to oh, cool. uh, on eBreak, and uh, I'll post a link on the YouTube description, and you know you, you can address some of the questions. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of more like how can I get an allocation for GT3 yeah. RS, uh, but other ones were I think were something that the general public would find um, his answer interesting. So yeah, we're gonna have him back. Hopefully, have him on the podcast. And uh, yeah, he's a wealth of information. He started in '82, so he got to see the ups and downs of Porsche mm-hmm. quite a lot. You know, he reminded us that um, for those new to the Porsche game, Porsche wasn't always a standalone store. And they still sold alongside VW and Audi. Yep. And uh, because there wasn't that many models. And and, and I, I liked how he started off with saying, you know, it used to be, it wasn't customer service was the number one priority. Right. It wasn't the, uh, it was usually like you should be very arrogant. You should be happy we're selling you a car. Right, right, right. And to what it is now with surveys and customer satisfaction and whatnot. In fact, he um, relayed his experience of buying a new 911 and just handing him the keys and the owner's manual and said, the car's out back. And that wow. was it. That was He said, nobody walking me, nobody showing me the car. Just you know, that's oh, look at that. Look at that. Looking for the car. Robert found a Brumos Atlanta, Atlanta. license oh, plate. Oh, my gosh. Who has one of those? I am going to be hitting up eBay hard. Oh, man. <laughs> I think we just increased the value of those. Never, never in all my years heard of uh, Brumos Atlanta. Wow, so he's, we, had, we had we had a member uh, right right to us. Like, I assume he's a member, uh, Gurney Eagle. Gurney Eagle, I yeah, think so. He wrote asking about this one nine forty four, and once we get more information, maybe I'll bring it up on the next podcast. I never heard of this nine forty four. It was like a kit that you could have to your nine forty four modified, like a Callaway oh. type of car. Was wow. it a Chalon kit? No, no, oh. no. I'll have to show it to you. I couldn't find anything about it, except uh, there was a um, a uh, brochure for this on sale. Huh. So I'm like, well, you know, quick search. I can't find anything about it. So I said, well, I told him, I said, why don't you go ask George Buslick? But you yeah. got to contact him for PCA Tech and Q&A because he doesn't like me to give out his email. Right. Which he did right away. And George replied right away and said, uh, basically, he's also not familiar really? with it. I said, because if George wow. isn't familiar with it, I don't yeah. feel too bad. Right, right, right. But I'm not familiar with it. So, uh, but he has a friend of his who's restoring one. Huh. I told him, I said, well, when he gets done or close to done, let us know, because that would be a pretty cool Pano article. That's pretty cool. This is one I've never heard of. Hey, did you guys, uh, speaking of something you've never seen before, did you guys see the photos that Tony Callis put up of a 113-mile 964? Woo! No, I checked it. We got to... Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. So we got to figure out how to get, like, some... Because, I mean, if you want to see how it was delivered... Stock, yeah, this you get Nathan co- out there, right? Yeah, <laughs> like the Cosmoline is all still there. There's like no 113 miles, yeah. and for a service, 
in a checkup, right? <laughs> I guess. But I mean, it's kind of sad at the same time. Like the car's never been used, but man, to have yeah. a such original specimen as a reference point now, like yeah. that's crazy. I wonder how cool. many times the coolant's been replaced, or the oil, or the belts. You know, because nine six four, and you said coolant. Wow! Yeah, really? I, I was gonna, I, I was, I was gonna let Whoa. that slide. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna let that slide. I'm not gonna let that slide. I, 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 I Robert just said he's not gonna let that walk out the door right now. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so Ooh. don't put coolant in your 964. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I wonder all the fluids. Fluids, yes. No, I know and what the belts you're and all about. that yeah. stuff. I, no. I wonder. You if, have to. I mean, well, you don't have to. Well, you should. I mean, I, I'm thinking you should replace the stuff that will cause <laughs> damage to the car, yeah. right? Well, so. we were at Porsche Classic a, a couple of trips ago. I remember they had a lot of 959s from the same uh, chic, I think, in, yeah. uh, in the Middle East. And uh, they told us these cars accumulated zero mileage from the last yeah. trip because they haven't trucked. They've flown in and trucked in. They move and, by feet. They yeah. don't move by miles. And all they were doing was doing the same thing we just described, yeah. changing the belts and the fluids and gosh they were like yeah. oh, hopefully it gets driven some but until then you know, it's sometimes no, no mileage added to sometimes it. they get cars sent and they forget that they've sent it to them and they have to call remind them we still have your car like can, can you imagine having a car collection so big oh dude where did i, I don't even do the dry cleaning where, I know where all my where stuff did, is where did i put my 959 oh i think i sent it to the factory <laughs> that's a whole level of different level of wealth um let's get into a little bit of news not not so much news this week but uh, we do want to talk about was it synthetic fuel yes so uh, you probably saw in a lot of different headlines was uh that, that porsche um the headlines were all that uh, porsche is going to be powered by air and water <laughs> and, and of course that simplifies things yeah. a lot, quite a bit uh, but this is the e-fuels that porsche has been talking about now for a couple of years out of chile um and Chile, uh, there's areas that are very windy, and it's run by wind power to the factory. That's part of the part of the process, um, and they're ramping up production. Um, and you got a long way to go before you can go to your local uh, gas station and click on the uh, e-fuel option. And who knows how much it's going to cost? Right now, they're trying to get enough to power their own race. The race program, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hopefully an alternative to uh, EV. Yeah. Um, it's not going to change the, the, no. the trajectory of EV, though. I mean, the fact of the matter is is that Porsche has gone all in with EV as well as uh, many other manufacturers. Now, is it one? Was it Toyota that's not? Toyota's the one who has not gone So are full. they They just... They're, they're doing hybrid. 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 Is still, uh, hybrid is still the way. And they've yeah. really, they've perfected the hybrid. I mean, they yep. make some amazing hybrids. Yeah, so it's... Um, to me, it's fun to watch. It's a, uh, I think, an interesting part uh, of history. Um you know, I've told Vua about how if you really want to chuckle, go back and read uh, uh, the press uh, clippings when uh, cars were just coming on into the world and people were saying that was a fad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that horses, <laughs> they would never, ever replace horses. And one of the things was, uh, you know, a car doesn't provide the uh, companionship that a horse does. <laughs> so of course, we all chuckle That's at it hilarious. now. But that was, you know, back then there wasn't, there wasn't really paved roads. Yeah. There certainly wasn't gas stations. Uh, you actually went to pharmacies to buy gasoline. Uh, you know, it was just like it is now. Yeah. You know, people say, well, there's no infrastructure. There's no emotion to yeah. a car. Uh, a horse gives uh, you warmth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's just technology. You know, we, we, we've talked about how. You know, when I got into the uh, job market, I sold the uh, stereos. And um, at the time, compact discs were the latest thing. Oh, yeah. People would come in and say, oh, that's a fad. That'll never replace records. 
And even I remember hearing about streaming, the idea of this streaming idea. And I thought, it's impossible. It takes me uh, 90 seconds to download a photo. How are they going to download a movie? And uh, because the infrastructure wasn't there. so Right. But it know, changed. I mean, I don't, changes and, I don't know that my 13-year-old has ever used a CD. He just knows how to download. Yeah, music. now you say CD and they, even DVD yeah. and they kind of look at you weird. But interestingly enough, though, if you go back to um, vinyl records, vinyl records today, there's there's a niche market that I think they're selling more vinyl records today than they did in the heydays of vinyl because more people know about them. They can ship them everywhere, I guess. But they're it's still, available, they're still... but it in no way is replacing. No, it's, no, it's not going to replace it. Yeah. But people, but it's just like uh, it's going to be with cars and coffee. You yeah. know, I always say there's people at cars and coffee that bring Model Ts. Yeah, they drive them to the event. Uh, think about that—a Model yeah. T, how old that is, and it's still legal to drive on the road. Yeah. So, uh, what do I think... people use it as regular transportation? No, no, no. So what I think is, you look at records; they're still around. Yeah. You look at horses; we're still riding them. Equestrian yachts. is yachts, and yeah. you know, like there's no need for those. Yeah. And that brings me back. This my my personal view is um, kind of using very uh, very uh, Porsche saying, "We'll see if I I don't butcher it here, but the last car in the world will be a sports car." Mm-hmm. And I think it, it sort of applies here, where you know, um, e fuel it'll extend the life of internal combustion engines, but is mm-hmm. it going to re- replace the onslaught of EVs? No, I don't no. think so. But there's always going to be some people um, who might have a bit more money and a nice 2000s sports car that runs an internal combustion engine car in mm-hmm. 2050. And e-fuels is probably what's going to allow me to I mean, do that. let's just go back to this wonderful watch yeah, yeah. you guys got me. Don't there's, need it, there's but... no reason for me to wear a watch, right? There's yeah. no reason. I don't need to do the calculator thing. I don't need to. Everything's on my phone. But I'm still very proud yeah. that I have this watch and I'm going to wear it. Is there yeah. a waiting list to buy a Rolex? Oh, of course there yeah, is. And that's right? about as uh, analog yeah. as you can and, get. And, and this yeah. watch probably tells better time. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But it's, yeah. you know. It's, or your phone tells better time. Yeah. That's, so anyways, uh, uh, Porsche is ramping up. It'll be an uh, interesting thing to watch to see uh, um, how it pans out. So speaking of interesting things to watch, we did drop a, a good number of videos. And the one that's sort of short but hopefully interesting to folks is the Sportomatic. Sportomatic, uh, a manual transmission. Initially, it's a 915, so something you might find in a, a mid 70s 911. Um, but it doesn't have a clutch pedal. It does have a clutch. It does have a clutch, and it does have a torque converter. Yeah. Um, and so it's a very confusing. I shouldn't say confusing. It's pretty straightforward once you learn about it. Right. But. It's such an obscure technology that yeah. hasn't been used in so long that I don't. Yeah, think we were we know. were at Ellen Engineering, and this was Charles Navarro's personal car, and he's uh, he, I guess he was rebuilding the engine or doing something. Anyways, the transmission was out, and I'm like, man, wouldn't this be a great opportunity to see all the parts of a Sportimac? Because even I didn't get it. It was really weird to look inside that mid '70s car and see only two pedals. Yeah, and then to see the transmission out of the car and what looks like to be a brake booster from like a you know a commercial truck which I think it it is it's like a big vacuum booster and what triggers it is and I always thought that people said don't touch the shifter in a sportomatic yep. because like your fingertips like those 80s lamps where you would touch the side of it I thought that's what like triggered it but it's not actually the touch it's actually the stick is at the bottom of the stick has these little brass fingers and a coupler. And when you move it, you physically move that if your hands on the shifter, 
it breaks a contact or makes a contact and that's what causes the vacuum to kick in and that's what engages uh, the clutch and that's how it all works. So it was pretty cool to see all the parts outside of the car because normally you wouldn't be able to see all of that as clear and as clean as that transmission was outside yeah. of the car. So yeah. cool little video. Yeah, it's a cool short video. Yeah. Um, you're definitely going to learn something because based on the comments, a lot of people did not realize this even existed. Yeah. And it's, uh, it makes me really want to drive one to yeah. see what it's like. And I didn't realize that performance wise, it was a performance oriented option. And yeah. they erased it at, yeah. on purpose. I had no they idea. It was just like the PDK in the 956. Yeah. They were all trying to save time and shifting. And, uh, they, and what did he say? Like the first gear, how fast yeah. you could go in it? Uh, Charles said first gear gets you to around 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and that sounds like it would be super slow, but the stall speed for the torque converter, um, Charles was saying is like 3000 RPM. Oh, wow. So you're always in the power band, band yep. even at the lower speeds. Mm. And, um, I guess zero to 60, um, same car, but with those two different transmissions, man, it's a faster Sportomatic, car. Sportomatic's faster to 60. What? So. All right. Like, I'm like Manny. I definitely want to drive one. Yeah. Hopefully he'll get that one put together. If any of you that are listening have a Sportomatic and you'd let I us drive I think there was it? actually a 901 and a 915, right? There there yes, was too. a 901 yeah. earlier, um, then a 915 later. I think it started with four speeds, yep. then and three, the, and, and then the, two. There's a two? I think there was two. Could be wrong. Well, uh, a four know, speed, then a three speed for sure. Yeah. I know my parents growing up, my parents had a um, auto stick BW Beetle, which was a semi auto. Yeah. Same tra- similar, it's the same similar thing. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Different transmission, but same mm-hmm. mechanism. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the other video that we should really put out there is man, that 911 ST one mile review you did on the Angeles Crest. Yeah. That, that was a treat. Um, you could tell you were happy driving that car. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, uh, it's funny. It's, this is, I believe the first car that I filmed on Angeles Crest uh, when we were out there earlier this year in November, and um, the owner, Kevin, brought this car out, uh, and he tells me it has 350 horsepower. Um, I don't remember the weight, but it's really light. Uh, It's a 911 ST replica, meaning it doesn't have the fiberglass fenders of an RS, um, but still very lightweight machine. Race suspension, fuel injection, EFI, EFI, yeah. It may not look like it, but that's an EFI motor, three and a half liters. It's um, you can super see fun. Inj- you can see the injectors at the bottom there. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's it fooled me when I yeah. first saw it. It's supposed to look like that an. It looks like an MFI pump in oh. the back. It's supposed so to look like that's an why that, motor. the injector didn't really uh, throw me off. Uh, I mean, I looked at that and I saw the pump and I oh. thought that's a mechanic that's on so it. Cool. Damon said no, it's a yeah. electronic. So it's very cool that whoever built that yeah. made it look like a uh, mechanical. Yeah. And Kevin, he uh, so he owns this. This is a pride and joy, uh, or one of his prides and joys. He, he also owns that 56 Speedster. That he I owns drove. both of them? He owns both of them. Oh, my goodness. Guess which one got more attention on the road? The Speedster. The Speedster, for by sure. far, yeah, which yeah. I was kind of surprised with, but it makes sense. What was more fun to drive? In the it was more f- in the short time I had, yeah, that that was more of an experience. The speedster, the speedster was. If really? I had more time to drive it for a day and really not talking about performance, it, just pure enjoyment, yeah. the speedster was better. I would probably agree. Uh, if you I, take would with, the, I would go with the nine eleven for, for the long run. For I the think, long run, game, you probably would enjoy the speedster more if you had the seat. You could have adjusted the seat. Yeah, to yeah. Your, so your Kevin's face. very tall. Um, that car is very mm. original. And the seat wouldn't move any further forward. So, um, yeah. Wow. Well, if you haven't it. checked out that one mile review, do it. Yep. Uh, you can tell Damon is 
not only happy, but he's also cautious with this car. Yeah. I can't imagine the value of that thing. Yeah. It's a signal, signal orange signal with orange. RSR, finished Fuchs. It's yep. a beautiful build. Just, yep. it's, it's all business, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of business, let's talk about things that are coming up on our calendar. Uh, the spring Treffen Georgia Mountains, uh, registration opens January 4th. The event itself is April 19th through 23. For those of you that wanting to go to a Treffen, I will underline, emphasize, put in bold colors. Know what your options are that you would like. And when you go to register on January 4th, be there the second it opens and try to check out as fast as you can. Because Treffen has sold out in minutes before. So don't lollygag. Uh, once you get in and and you know try to read all the stuff that you need to make options for, get this in there and check go, out. Going to the website ahead yeah. of time. Go ahead, go to the website. Read all the uh, tours, pick it out, and then also pick out a second choice. Yeah, because uh, if everyone comes at once to register, odds are you may not have that tour anymore and you certainly don't want to be saying well let me think about a second one by the time you're thinking that's also sold out so it's it's, uh, i know it's frustrating to sound like you have to do all this but this is a reality treffins are very popular in atlanta uh, the peach state region is very large so they're going to have a lot of members that want to come to this and they're going to your part of that is going to be able to visit the pec in atlanta if you haven't been there so it's good it's going to be a fantastic time and the the venue is beautiful as all treffins are so um, let's talk about uh, 24 Hours at Daytona. Hopefully I'll be there because I know there's going to be some exciting things. That's going to be January 28th and 29th. If you're looking to park your car in the corral, you're already too late. Those were sold out you know, months ago, but still come. And you can get into the hospitality tent with your PCA membership card or your key and you have... You know, Porsche key. Porsche key, yes. Porsche Not a hotel key. room. <laughs> Porsche key, and there's live video feed, there's presentations, some snacks and such, and we'd love to see you there. Yeah, usually they bring the factory team at least once uh, uh, during the weekend, uh, either before the race or uh, to give an update, and uh, you get to meet the drivers as well as some other teams they've tried to bring by, so that's pretty cool. Yep. So that puts us into February, um, a February event that is back on the schedule. And I'm super excited to have, and I've, I've jumped around. I'm sorry, uh, Robert, but uh, I, I did it by, by month. So Tech Tactics East registration opens January 18th. The event itself is February 18th and 19th. And you only need to attend one, one or the other day, not both yep. of them. And uh, the folks at Easton, the Porsche facility there, they're fantastic. And we will have, you know, special seminars and presentations. And, man, I think we're going to try to record a few of them. We're going to try to do – we're talking about doing some of them live. Okay. Uh, so we're still working at the details. But Robert has uh, um, penciled in those two days so he can be up there. He's going to come with us. All right. Yes. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it would be pretty cool to um, uh, to – show the rest of the membership what uh yep. what they're missing uh, obviously people from far away so it'll be hard for them to attend in person and we limit it to 125 or 120 a day yeah uh, but at least you can see what the uh, presentations are like and maybe even be able to take questions from the live audience yeah and that's that's where tech Texas live came from right so tech tactics itself is the og you know doing these seminars on a weekend in the winter uh, we, because of the facility and the number of chairs, so on and so forth, on a good Tech Tactics event, you're probably seeing 260 people or so come through the facility a given weekend. 
but now we have the ability to record and broadcast this stuff. Then hopefully we can share with thousands of people all the cool information. It still is better to attend in person. I'm not going to lie because it's a very unique experience and be able. That's a good social. Good uh, social. Get to meet the meet the presenters and stuff. But you know. Then there's thousands of people that are kind of left out in the cold. So uh, we're able to hopefully bring some of those seminars and put them online for you. Uh, so uh, then we get into March. Uh, Works Reunion, Amelia, uh, that the Judge cars, uh, those are all sold out. Half of the Corral is sold out. So if you want it, you're wanting to be, you know, bring your Porsche and be at Works Reunion, Amelia, sign up today and if you fl- are planning just to fly in or drive down and you're non-porsche is it still 40 dollars for parking yep 40 dollars for so no entry fee Porsche to get into the event yeah but there's uh so if you get someone to drop you off you can just walk on in and enjoy it but if you want to bring your car and park uh, your rental car or whatnot 40 bucks and of if you're in a suburban with yep. 10 people that's fine 40 yep. bucks 40 dollars yep exactly all right anything else before we sign off uh, again, I want to thank the podcast crew for my lovely new watch. I'm going to wear it proudly. Uh, for those of you that are listening, if you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab that VIN, go to PCA.org and sign up. For those of you that are still looking for your Porsche, check out our test drive program. We'd love to help you find your Porsche. And remember to follow us on the podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. You can always send us a message at podcast at PCA.org or simply comment on our YouTube podcast, comment on your podcast platforms. Until next time, again, Happy New Year, everyone. Looking forward to a great 2023. Stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.